When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoopball Nets Podcast. Okay, so you guys are probably wondering where we went or why we haven't posted an episode since December 18th, and now being that it's January 3rd. So, this fool went on vacation. It was it was indeed a series of unfortunate events and bad timing. So what happened was... Alright, so it's a whole bunch of stuff to tell you, so I don't know how we're going to explain it, but this is what happened. So this episode, we're going to go... This is kind of going to be like... So we've missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games that the Nets have played. In reality, we've only missed five, but we'll get to that in a minute. So we've missed eight games. This episode, we're going to go over all eight games... But in like a shorter version of what we typically do. A summarized version and give a Brooklyn baller of the holidays. My idea. It was actually Hunter's idea. Very much so true. So what happened was we actually recorded a whole episode for the Lakers, the Bulls, and the Pacers. Well, we were watching the Pacers game as it was going on. But what happened, and then we recorded a special episode that was going to be posted while I was gone. But what happened was, somehow, both of the audio files got corrupted, so I wasn't able to post them, or edit them, or do anything with them, and by the time that I figured that out, I was already in Vegas, because I went to Vegas with my family for Christmas vacation, and uh, Hunter is back in New York, so there was nothing we could have done. And then, when I got back the 29th, Hunter went to his dad's house until the second, so now we're here, the third, recording an episode. It was basically just a whole bunch of bad stuff that happened at a horrible time, but I don't want you guys to think that we don't care about the podcast and we just gave up or anything like that. So with that out of the way, let me get to the actual intro. Make sure you guys go follow us on iTunes at or subscribe to us on iTunes at HoopBallNets, Hoop-Ball, Brooklyn Nets. You look us any of those things up and we'll come up. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. Um... So yeah, make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure you leave a rating, five stars, please, and a review, whether it's good or bad. Just give us any type of feedback. Each one is getting read on the podcast, so uh, yeah, make sure you go leave one. Uh, shout out to Hawaiian and Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other one of Football's podcasts. If you want to go check them out, you can look up High Kona Coffee, it's Kona with a K, on Twitter, or you can search them up on Amazon. They'll come up. Thank you yet again. Make sure you get the coffee. And uh, yeah, let's get into the episode. So first, we're going to start with a long, long, long time ago. 
Tuesday, December 18th, the Nets were 14-18, and 18, and they played the Lakers. 13-18 and 18 and played the Lakers. Oh, yeah, they were 13-18 and 18 and played the Lakers. They won, so that made them 14-18. and 18. They won 115-110. to 110. It was the game where basically D'Angelo Russell had the, the explosion, the uh, ice in his veins moment against Kyle Kuzma. The funny thing is we already recapped and recorded this game, but the audio got deleted, so there's we're basically talking about the same thing twice. But um, the only things to really note here for the Lakers side of it is how LeBron had 36 points with 13 rebounds and 8 assists on 13 to 23 shooting and Kyle Kuzma had 22 points on 9 to 21 shooting with 11 rebounds. Wait, don't sleep on Lonzo cuz Lonzo had 23 points, 9 of 16 shooting. He had five threes, six rebounds, three assists, two steals and fouled out. And fouled out. In the beginning of the game it was basically just a Lonzo versus D'Angelo Russell show for like the first 6 minutes. I remember that, but other than that, not many people did much on the Lakers side of things. This also uh, extended the Nets' win streak to six back then. On to the Brooklyn side of things. Uh, I guess we'll save D'Lo for last. Spencer Dinwiddie had 18 points, 6 of 11 shooting, hit two triples, six assists, nothing crazy. Rondé Hollis had 17 points with eight rebounds, 5 of 12 shooting. And Old Reliable had 19 points on 7 of 13 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3. And then we get to D'Angelo Russell, 34 minutes, 22 points, 9 of 21 shooting, 4 of 9 from the 3-point line, 13 assists, 4 rebounds, seven a plus 7, plus minus, and he hit the game winner basically in Kyle Kuzma's eye, ISO, uh, basically to the, a little bit to the left of the top of the key, and it was... It was all net, cash, right in Kyle Kuzma's face, and the, and the Nets ended up winning this game. So, yeah, that that's basically all that went down for the Lakers and the Nets. It wasn't a, a, a super, it was actually a super exciting game, to be completely honest. But since we already recorded this once, it's kind of like, we don't want to say the same thing twice, even though you guys never heard it. On to the Chicago Bulls and the Brooklyn Nets. This game should have been a, a gimme win, but it was a very close three-point win for the Nets. To extend the win streak to seven. Uh, we're going to go over the Chicago box score first. Uh, really, the only person... Oh, no, two people. Really, on, the only two people that are worth mentioning, Chris Dunn and Bobby Portis. Uh, Chris Dunn, 24 points, 11 of 21 shooting, four rebounds, six assists, two steals, five fouls, but he had a great game. Uh, he's working. He was working his way back from injury here, so... Uh, Bobby Portis, 24 minutes. I think he got injured in this game, which is why he only played 24 minutes. He did minutes. get injured again. He's out again for the Bulls after missing an extensive period. So he is not having a lucky season this year. He had 16 points on 6 of 18 shooting. He went 0 of 2 from the 3-point line and 11 rebounds. The fact that he took 18 shots in 24 minutes is insane. But uh, hey, that's Bobby Portis for you. Um, Justin Holiday actually just got traded off the Bulls to the Grizzlies for Marshawn Brooks, Wayne Seldon, and Picks. Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Justin Holiday, in this game he only had five points on two of ten shooting in thirty four minutes, which matches a team high in minutes. So he didn't do very well in this game, and now he's on the Grizzlies, so he's their problem now. Uh, the Nets. This is back when Allen Crabb wasn't playing and Rodion's Crooks was starting. Um, he had eight points in 23 minutes. Allen Crabb is actually not playing again now. He's out for one to two weeks. Uh, in this game, though, Karuk's had eight points, three or five from the field, four rebounds. Uh, Jared Allen, 16 points, seven or 12 from the field, 12 rebounds, 
three assists, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell, after killing the Lakers, puts up a nice D-low special. 13 points, 14 shots. I was waiting for it because last game he had 22 points on 21 shots, so you couldn't say anything. But uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, 27 points, 8 of 15 shooting, 4 of 8 from the three-point line. That's my point guard. 7 of 8 from the free-throw line, 6 assists, and uh, I mean 6 rebounds and 3 assists. Spencer Dinwiddie, if I remember right, had taken an insane amount of free-throws in these games. In the Lakers game, he took 7. He took 8 against the Bulls. He is he's the main reason that the Nets have been shooting so well from the line because he gets to the line and he's converting so yeah and then and then in the Pacers game he took 8 so he he's just automatic from the free throw line it seems like onto the Pacers snapped the Nets seven game win streak back on December 21st this was Rodion's Crooks explosion game yeah and uh, uh, they, the Nets lost to the Pacers 114-106. Me and Hunter were watching this one live as we were recording one of the episodes that you were never going to hear. And, uh, yeah, the Pacers finished the game on a 14-3 run. I see – what were we what, – we were angry about something. Was it Kenny no, Atkinson? It was no, something no, about Kenny no, Atkinson. No, no, no. What we are mad about is that Jared Dudley was in, uh, in the But, club. okay, that has to do with Kenny and Atkinson. Jared Dudley – Got an illegal screen. Yes, that's what it was. And he, got he missed two free throws. And he missed, and he missed two, two free that's throws. What it was. That's what it was. So he just ruined every chance the Nets had to win this game in the last three minutes. And I am still on the do not let Jared Dudley touch the court <laughs> train, no matter how well he plays. <clears throat> In this game, Victor Oladipo basically iced the game. And I remember saying, we were sitting in the same position I we're sitting called, now. I said this in, in the last What did you, you said like, you said like, uh. I said in the last minute of the game, I said, when the Pacers get the ball, they are going to have Oladipo inbound it, run him off a screen, and he's going to hit a wide open But three. before that, I was like, they have Oladipo, so it's game. And then I said the exact play that was going to happen, and Spencer Dinwiddie sagged off a little too much and made what I said completely true. So Victor Oladipo finished with 26 points in uh, 35 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 9 from the three-point line, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, a crazy game for Victor Oladipo. Thad Young had 21, 9 of 16 from the field, and not much else really. And then uh, Bojan and Demontis Sabonis both had 17 points. Uh, Bogdanovich took eight uh, shots. Sabonis took 11. And then Miles Turner had 15 and 12. On with five blocks, Miles Turner. Yeah, Miles Turner's been killing lately. Like he, defense over the past two weeks, he's averaging like 3.3 blocks per game, which is crazy. And then on to the Nets. Rodion Skrooks, like we said, this is his best game as to date. He had 24 points in 34 minutes. The 34 minutes was a team high. He was 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 5 from the three-point line, three rebounds, not much else. Damari Carroll. He's been very solid lately. I I hope he keeps playing minutes in the 20s and Jared Dudley doesn't play at all, but that's my opinion. Damari Carroll in 20 minutes, 16 points, 6 of 12 from the field. Spencer Dinwiddie, 15. He, sh- he had 15 points in 32 minutes. He shot 4 of 12 from the field, 33%. And then 6 of 8 from the free throw line. He had 9 assists, 5 turnovers. Old Reliable, 13 points in 31 minutes. Knocked down three threes. 
D'Angelo Russell was in one of eight in this game. Yep. D'Lo special, three points, eight shots. <laughs> 25 minutes, nine assists, four turnovers. One of his worst games of the season. And then, uh, yeah, Jared Dudley, 27 points. Oh, 27 I wish minutes. 27 points. No, 27 you minutes. Then he'll get playing time. <laughs> 27 minutes, 10 points, 3 of 6 from the field, 3 of 4 from the three-point line. And his one turnover was a crucially legal screen in the last <laughs> two minutes of the game. He was 1 of 4 from the free-throw line, and two of them were in the clutch. And he missed, what? like, I remember saying, what is the point of having Jared Dudley on the court? A veteran shooter. A veteran shooter. Who makes if he rookie mistakes and can't shoot. He can't hit a free Both. throw? Like, that's your purpose. You're the guy that they put on the court, they give the ball to, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's Jared Dudley. He's going to knock it down. No problem. He's been in the league for at least 10 years. And he shanks both of them. And the Nets lose 114-106. to 106. The next game after that was versus the Suns, where the Nets started their win streak yet again, won 111-103. They let DeAndre and light them up for 26-18. Jared Allen has been a real mess this season so far. He He hasn't been able to guard much of any center, although he is getting highlight blocks on every big name in the business. He's blocked like Steph, Anthony Davis, LeBron, uh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. But he can't guard anyone (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so deandre and had 32 minutes 26 points he only missed three shots he was 13 of 16 from the field he takes no threes and had 26 points and And five defensive stats yeah three blocks two steals devin booker 30 minutes 25 points 10 of 23 shooting almost pulled a d'angelo russell he had nine assists, four turnovers, not much else. And the only other notable thing to point out was that Mikhail Bridges had nine points on three or four shooting and five steals. And played a team-high 35 minutes. So, on to the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie, 26 minutes, 24 points, 50% from the field, 8 of 9 from the free-throw line. Yet again, he's taking at least seven or eight free-throws per game. And uh, seven assists and only three turnovers. D'Angelo Russell, not wow. not quite a D'Angelo Russell special. 18 points and 18 shots. He hit six, six of, of them. 18 from the field, 33% in case you were wondering. He also had six rebounds, eight assists, and seven turnovers. I knew you were going to say it. That's why I paused. And then Rodion's Crooks still starting for Allen Crabb. Uh, he scored 16 points, 7 of 15 shooting, 32 minutes, which is tied for a team high in minutes with Joe Harris. And uh, he had 10 rebounds, 7 defensive, 3 offensive, 2 assists, and uh, 1 block. Ed Davis was fantastic in this game. In 24 minutes, he had 15 and 9 and 3 steals and a block. Uh, he was 7 for 8, for eight from the field, and uh, he was Although, only 1 yeah. of 7 from the he free throw line. the free throws in this game, but I mean, hey, he he had 15 and 9. Good game for him. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson didn't do much of anything, neither did Jared Allen. I mean, he had 11 and 9 or 5 of 9 shooting, but he got lit up by DeAndre. neither did Jared Dudley, but that doesn't need to be pointed out. Yeah, Jared Dudley usually doesn't do anything, so there we go. Damari Carroll actually had 0 points, though, in 28 minutes. So. An 0 of 4 shooting. He really didn't do anything. He, he really didn't do he anything. Really, he had four rebounds. His only, his only addition, like his only contribution to was the rebounds. box score was four rebounds. He had no assists, no steals, no blocks. <laughs> he didn't even no have turnovers. a turnover. Exactly. Nothing. He, he, he did basically nothing in 28 minutes. 
And then the Nets played the Hornets back-to-back. The this first time, is the most exciting game of the season for the Nets. I remember Hunter was te- I was in Vegas. Hunter was texting me like, oh, my God, oh, you okay. got to watch it. I'm like, I'm not home, buddy. So th- this game was crazy. Double overtime win over the Hornets. They won 134 to 132. On the Hornets side, you had Jeremy Lamb play 49 minutes and carry the Hornets offense with Kemba. The two of them are the only people who had more than 14 points. Lamb had 31 on 11 of 18 shooting with six rebounds, three assists, and two steals. And Kemba in 44 minutes had 35 points on 13 of 26 shooting with six rebounds, five assists, and two steals. No one else was all that great. Tony Parker missed what could have been a game winner. He hit it straight off the backboard. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Kemba and Jeremy Lamb combined for forty for 66 points. And uh, yeah, no one else had more than 14, like Hunter said. No one else really played a huge role in keeping them alive. Batum hit a couple good shots. Marvin Williams hit a couple good shots. But it was mainly Lamb and Kemba. On to the Nets. Uh, Rodion's Karooks. Go, go ahead, go ahead. The highlight of this game is, although Spencer Dinwiddie had 37, I'll get to him last, old reliable Joe Harris played 41 minutes, 27 points on 11 of 14 shooting. He missed three shots. And all of them were threes. He he hit so many clutch shots. He goes to the basket, and Kenny Atkinson said after the game that they joke around with him and say say that he has like the stereotype of being a shooter, but he's actually better at finishing around the basket than he is at shooting. Was this the game where Malik Monk was dribbling at the top of the key and got bagged? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And Joe Harris is the one who got the steal and layup. And that was the game-winning bucket. Other than Joe Harris, the other notable performances to point out were Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, 16 points with 15 rebounds and 3 blocks. In 42 minutes of action, Rodion's Crooks had 13 points on 6 of 9 shooting with 12 rebounds, 3 steals, and a block. And D'Angelo Russell got benched in the overtimes and last 5 minutes of the 4th quarter and had 16 points on 18 shots. Two of nine from the three-point line. Awful game. And uh, Mr. Dudley played 36 (laughs) minutes. Mr. Dudley. (laughs) 36 minutes at six points. Two of five shooting. And Damare Carroll had 12 points, three of seven shooting, four of six from the free throw line. One of those misses was to give the Nets a one-point lead and ice the game. But he missed, so it went to double overtime. So it, if they lost, it was going to be his fault. But it doesn't matter. They got the win. Yeah, the best performance from this game from the net side of things was Spencer Dinwiddie, By like Hunter far. said. Well, I mean, I give it to Joe Harris just because he only needed 14 oh, yeah. shots shoot, to shoot, get shoot, his 27. Shoot. The and highest scorer was Spencer Dinwiddie. He took 29 shots, though. Score. He was 12 of 29. 37 points. He hit seven threes. 11 assists. One turnover, which is amazing. But, uh, yeah, the Nets took care of business in this one. And then uh, approximately two days later got absolutely blown out by the same team. Uh, they lost 100-87. to Yeah, it seemed like they did not have a chance really the whole game. I want to point out in the, first, in the double overtime game that the main lineup, 
was Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Rodion's Karooks, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and Jared Dudley. So Jared Allen and D'Lo were in the doghouse by Atkinson. Yeah, D'Lo being in the... Honestly, both of them being in the doghouse isn't new. Jared Dudley plays like 26 minutes per game. D'Lo gets in the doghouse whenever he doesn't do anything. Whenever he makes one mistake, he's in the doghouse. So nothing new. But yeah, the Nets got blown out 187. Kemba just came back, scored another 29 on 11 of 20 shooting with seven threes. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb still 19 points on 17 shots, 8 of 17, 1 of 5 from the three-point line, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Cody Zeller had 14 and 10 with 4 blocks. And uh, Tony Parker took that backboard missing game winner to heart and scored 19 points on 9 of 14 like, you shooting. Just, you cannot allow Tony Parker... To let you twenty up. points. Like there's no way that maybe four, five, six years ago, sure. But now in twenty eighteen, there's no way Tony Parker should be lighting you up for nineteen points. On to the Nets. Uh they Rodion Karuk started once again. He in twenty minutes scored five points, two of six from the field. Rhonda Alice Jefferson was horrible, one of seven from the field, all of three from three, seventeen minutes. There were only three capable players in this game. D'Angelo Russell, Damari Carroll, and Shabazz Napier. Everyone else played absolutely horrible. D'Angelo had 33 in 33 minutes, 13 of 24 from the field, which means he had more points than shots attempted. For once. And then he was 2 of 8 from the three-point line, 5 of 5 from the free-throw line, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. So I will point out that Rondé Hollis was 1 for 7, Jared Allen was 1 for 8, Spencer Dinwiddie was 1 for 7, and Jared Dudley was, was 1, one for, for 7. <laughs> so them combined... You know who wasn't 1 for 7? Them combined... Shabazz was, Napier. Them combined was 4 for 29. <laughs> 4 yeah, for that's 29. that's your point guard, though. That's your point guard, four Spencer for Dinwiddie. Tell him about Shabazz Napier, since that's your... Best Free player. Shabazz Napier. He saw 11 minutes of action in this blowout. horrible loss. His blowout. And he scored 11 points in his 11 minutes and didn't miss one shot. He was 5 of 5 shooting, 1 of 1 from 3, and got an assist with no turnovers. And then uh, Flawless game from Napier. Damar Carroll, 30 minutes. Uh, he had 15 on 5 of 9 shooting, 5 of 5 from the uh, free throw line, and then he was 0 of 3 from the three-point line. Basically, the Nets didn't shoot well from the three this game. They, like, no one was above 50%. No one. No one was above 25%. Except Shabazz Napier. Who hit one. He was on one, one of one. So, like, like okay, Karooks was 0 of 3. Jefferson, 0 of 3. He has no business even taking threes. Uh, Joe Harris, 0 of 1. D'Lo, 2 of 8. Dinwiddie, 1 of 4. Dudley, 0 of 4. Damari Carroll, 0 of 3. Like, none of them shot well from the three-point line at all. And the last two games that we the, have to cover today. The Bucks game is kind of a wash because... He was resting people and giving people more minutes because they knew they were going to really lose this game probably. So he took the opportunity to give Shabazz Napier, Kenneth Fareed, and Theo Pinson <laughs> so many minutes and bench Karooks, Allen, Harris, D-Lo and rested. None of them played more than 22 minutes. And, uh, yeah, they allowed Giannis to put up a trip dub on their head at 31, 10, and 10. On 13 of 17... He hit two threes. Brooke Lopez. Okay, Brooke Lopez. Had a revenge game. Okay, so so 
Brook Lopez, all he does on the Bucks is stand by in the three-point line and just shoot 12 literally, threes literally. a game. So it's not surprising that he hits seven threes because that's 15. all he does. He took 15 threes. <laughs> and no one else on the Bucks really destroyed besides Brook Lopez, Giannis, and Middleton, who had 29 on 11 of 15 shooting with four rebounds and seven assists. That's all they really needed because that was enough probably to score... That was like 84 points, just them. And then you have Brogdon's 18. The four of them scored 102 points. I know. Uh, yeah, on, on to the Nets. Uh, yeah, like Hunter said, this is a weird game. Ryan hollis Jefferson played two minutes. He got hurt. He got injured, yeah. Uh, Rodion's Karooks, 22 minutes. Jared Allen, 20 minutes. Joe Harris, 21 minutes. Spencer Dinwiddie, 20 minutes. All of our regular... However, Joe Harris in those 21 minutes had 15, 15 points on 5 of 8 shooting. And hit four threes. So all of our regular uh, contributors to the box score basically had the night off. Like, D'Angelo Russell literally didn't suit up because he rested. And then, uh, yeah, uh, so, Jared Dudley, our main man, Papa Dud, had 28 points, three, 28 minutes, three points. You keep saying 28 I know, points. I, like you the, really... way, the way you look at the box score, it's the first thing you see. 28 minutes, three points, one of five from the field, and also one of five from three, and didn't do much else. Damari Carroll. missed both of his free throw attempts. <laughs> Jeez. Damari Carroll. Th- I don't know why they play him. Not Damari Carroll. Like, I can't get over that. Why play J- Like, what is the benefit? Oh, Ed Davis rested this game as yeah, well. Yeah, Ed Davis rested this game too. So did Trevion Graham. No, <laughs> he, no. He's out with Trevion illness, Graham but just in out. case anyone cared. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know why be- I don't know why Kenny Atkinson plays Jared Dudley. I, I feel like he just does it now for just because it's a thing. Like, he just does it because now he has to. And then, uh, yeah, Demari Carroll, 35 minutes, 18 points, 6 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from the three-point line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Theo Pinson, 27 minutes, didn't do anything else. Free Shabazz! <laughs> okay, he's last. I have to preach about this man for quite some time. Okay, so if he's Revival last, game for the Manimal as well. The Manimal, Kenneth Reed, 27 minutes, 21 points. Eight of, I would rather play him over Jared Dudley. The Manimal is, is very good. So Jared Dudley played 28 minutes and had 3 points. Kenneth Reed played 27 minutes and had 21 points. On 8 of 14 On 8 shooting, of 14 shooting. With 10 rebounds. With 10 rebounds. 2 offensive, 8 defensive. Might as well free the Manimal. And now you can go on the Shabazz Napier. This man proved why there should be a 3-guard rotation instead of letting Jared Dudley grace his presence on the court. Jabaz Napier played 33 minutes, second highest on the team, and did something that I don't know that D'Lo has ever done. He scored 32 points and had more than double the points than he did shot attempts. He was 9 of 15 from the field, 60%, 4 of 7 from 3, and 10 of 12 from the line to go with 4 rebounds and 7 assists. With a steal. They came roaring back at the end of the game. And that's all because of him and the Manimal. The two of them alone had a a surge at the end of the game. Yeah, Napier was 60% from the field, 57% from the three-point line, and 83% from the free-throw line. Amazing game. And then the fact that when everyone's healthy, he's still not going to get any minutes. Really bothers me. Shabazz Napier and Kenneth Reed should, without a doubt, play more than Jared Dudley. 
Easily. Easily. Take out all of Jared Dudley's minutes and divide it between the two of them, and we have a happy rotation here. Literally. And on to their last game played. It was their first game of 2019. And they got a win and secured the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. That's true. The Nets are have the Nets haven't lost since last year. <laughs> wow. They are they they beat the Pelicans one twenty six to one twenty one. Anthony Davis had a franchise high twenty six rebounds. In forty two minutes he had thirty four points, twelve of twenty five from the field. 8 of 10 from the free throw line, 26 rebounds. And three blocks. Three blocks, yeah. Four assists, one turnover. A regular Anthony Davis game. The man is a monster. Alfred Payton destroyed the point guards on the Nets. 25 points, 10 of 15 from the field, 2 of 4 from the three-point line, uh, seven assists, four turnovers, two rebounds. Uh, And a team-high plus 18. 18. Julius Randle. 34 minutes, 21 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 9 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and then uh, Drew Holiday. Oh, jeez, a lot. Wait, I read a rumor about, like... All of the the Pelicans' points came from their starting lineup. Like, 5 points came from their bench. Their entire bench scored 5 points. They only had a 6-man rotation. That's still sick. Like, their entire bench scored five. Yes, but they only had a six-man rotation. No one else played more than eight minutes. That's insane. But I saw a rumor about the Nets trying to go win now and trade for Julius Randle. Do you think They should have signed Julius Randle back in the offseason when we were saying that they should have. Would you like them to trade for Julius Randle? And what package yeah, would you give up I'd to get Julius Randle? I'd gladly take Julius Randle. He's on a one-year with the Pelicans, isn't he? Yeah. He's on Who a one-year. Who would you year? trade for Julius Randle? Who would I trade for Julius Randle? Definitely, uh, if anyone would take Jared Dudley, I'd gladly get him up <laughs> out of here. But I doubt anyone would take him. I'm not giving up D'Lo. I'm not giving up Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, nah, I wouldn't give up Spencer Dinwiddie. I'd give, uh, I don't know if I'd give up Joe Harris either. I'd definitely give up Damari Carroll. Uh, I, def- I would give up either Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Oh, definitely. Rodion's Crooks. I don't want to, but I mean, hey. I don't think his want. value is high enough to for him to even like it's not worth it Demari I'd probably give Carroll, a, and a pick but how 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 I'll tell you right how now how valuable is Julius Randle I'll tell you right now that I'd give up D'Angelo Russell yeah you mind you're off for your, you're off Randall, your rocker for Julius Randle you and a pick what pick what the Pelicans aren't that bad they're you're not I mean they're bad but okay, like okay and a mid first round pick in Julius Randle's worth no, D'Angelo Russell nope I'm not giving him D'Lo for Julius Randle not a chance this That's is not. Crazy. I give up Spencer Dinwiddie. They have Dinwiddie and Napier. I'd give He's up Dinwiddie at this point. I'd, if I had to choose between D'Lo and Dinwiddie to give up one of them for Julius Randle, first of all, I don't think Julius Randle's worth either one of them because Julius Randle is highly overrated. Coming, what coming from a? Do you know what he's averaging this season? Okay, okay, okay. Do you know that he takes no shots outside of the outside of the paint, and the only move he has is a spin move. That's the only thing he okay, does. Okay, he can have that, and he's still averaging twenty and nine. Okay. In 29 minutes. Okay, he's he's overrated. There's no way. Like, Julius Randle's cool. He's nice. He's not worth D'Angelo Russell. Maybe he's worth Spencer Dinwiddie. He's not worth everything that we're giving up. Because, one, sure, he, the Nets should have signed him. He's worth signing, sure. He's not worth trading for. There's no way. He has one move in his arsenal. He's a 70% free throw shooter, which isn't that bad. But still, not the greatest. And then, he's first of all, Jared he Allen. He is a playmaker. Jared Allen already can't shoot. 
Julius Randle can't shoot. Yes, he can. So, no, he can't. He's a 33% three-point shooter. How many has he attempted? He's, so, we paused it to look it up, and Julius Randle has attempted 73s, and he's hitting them 32.9% of the time. Okay. His career average is 28%. He's a 28% shooter from the three-point line. So you're going to have him and Jared Allen both clogging the paint. What? That doesn't help you at all. Don't him and Rondé Hollis Jefferson do yeah, that Yeah, and look what's, look, what's the point? To get another Rondé Hollis Jefferson? No, Julius Randle's way more valuable and efficient sure, than Rondé sure, Hollis Jefferson. He can Jefferson. be more valuable. He can be more efficient. He's not worth D'Angelo Russell in a pick. We have Dinwiddie and Napier. Okay, then give them Dinwiddie Russell and a pick. Russell in the doghouse does nothing give him for us. Dinwiddie and a pick. Oh, why don't we just wait till next offseason and sign him? What, why would we trade for him now? Why sign him when you can sign Tobias Harris then? Wait, they have enough for two, don't they? Yes, they definitely have enough for two. So you're gonna, Who are they paying? They're paying nobody. Tobias Harris is a okay, power Okay, then forward. we're going to run him at the three. Who's the next three? Damari Carroll? No. Jared, Ar- I mean, uh, Jared Rodeons Dudley? No. Rooks. Okay, so who's better, Tobias Harris or Rodion Skarooks? Who's better, Obviously. Tobias Harris or Alan Crabb? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Tobias Harris, Julius Randle, and... But, uh, Joe Harris? He can come off the bench for Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, you want him to come off the bench? Yeah, now. To come That's off the bench for Spencer Dinwiddie. Dirty. He's okay. Well, but I'm, good Tobias basketball. Harris can be the new old reliable. Oh but, no, no, there's no new old reliable. So would you rather? So let's say the Nets have the option of signing Jimmy Butler or Kevin Durant. Which one do you want them to get? KD. Okay, so now Jimmy Butler or Julius Randle. Jimmy Butler. That's crazy. I'd say Julius Randle. Um, well, Jimmy Butler's like 29 okay, okay. years old. What's the point? Okay. Um, I say Jimmy Butler just because he's a star, but he is a headache. To he's have. a big headache. He so, was a problem on the Bulls. He was a problem on the Timberwolves. Uh, he hasn't been a problem yet on the Sixers, but just give I it mean, a little yes, time. I mean, yes, he has because he's made Joel Embiid unhappy oh, yeah, in his true, role, true. but we'll see. We went off on a whole tangent. But and now I'm sitting here looking at Julius Randle's stats. But uh, yeah, uh, he he's a good player. I don't think we should trade for him though. I think we could just wait and sign him in the offseason. There's no point in going win now because you're not beating the Sixers or the Celtics or the Raptors. Like there's a, you're not beating any of them. So to end this, uh, the Nets in the Pelicans game. Uh, no one really had a great game other than Joe Harris and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I would not call D'Lo's game a great game. He had 22 and 13. On 9 of 21 shooting and okay, 2 of but 8 the, from 3. Okay, but they won and he had 22 and 13 with 5 rebounds and 1 turnover. Okay, it was a, it was a solid it was a good game. game. Could do better. It was a good game. And one point. Joe Harris, 29 minutes, 21 points, 9 of 16 from the field, 3 of 4 from the 3-point line. And uh, not much else. He had two rebounds and assists and a steal. Jared, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Jared Allen, regular double double, ten and eleven. He and, had a team low minus twenty two. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, eighteen points, five of twelve from the field, six of six from the isn't free throw it, line. Isn't it nice to see Jared Dudley reinserted into the starting lineup? Yep. While Rondé Hollis is out. <laughs> Isn't it nice to see Shabazz uh, Napier, 24 points? I mean, 24 minutes? 12, 12 points. 12 points, 5 of 11. Wow, that was in sync. And uh, Damari Carroll, he had a great game. again, 19 points and 6 rebounds, 3 of 6 from 3. And Ed Davis, team high, plus 26 in 16 minutes. He had 6 points and 12 rebounds. Great game for Ed Davis. 
So yeah, the uh, Nets managed to beat the Pelicans, and now they are the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. They're the 9th seed. They were the 8th seed as of last night. Yeah, they're the 9th seed right now, sitting at 18 and 21. And they're 10 games back from the number 1 seed. They're .5 games back from the... Uh, eight seed. They're one and a half games back of the six seed. Exactly. So, so it's obtainable. a tight race from from Miami all the way to Brooklyn is a tight race. Uh, uh, the the main couple teams, Boston, Philly, Indiana, Toronto, and Milwaukee, have everything locked up. Those are definite playoff teams. Those are the definite top five. Yeah, and everyone else from Miami all the way to basically Orlando, Orlando is in the There's running. There's five teams fighting for the last three playoff spots. Yeah. And I think the Magic are definitely on the outside. I think the net. Uh, we we I swear we go over this every time. The Nets gonna make the playoffs. Look, there's four teams that are in real contention because I think the Magic are out, and the Nets can definitely beat the Pistons and the Hornets. So that's my opinion. But uh, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed this lightning fast. Ball. So on to the baller of the holidays. We got a treat for you guys right here because this means I don't have to put anything on my back or my chest. However, he's wrong because about who it is because it's definitely not Brooklyn him. Baller of the Holidays has been, drumroll please, D'Angelo Russell. It's and actually Joe Harris. It's but. actually D'Angelo Russell. In uh, 30.9 minutes per game over the past eight games, D'Lo is scoring 20 points. Four rebounds, 7.4 assists. And uh, three turnovers. So would you rather have that? He's also 45% from the field and is shooting 2.4 threes per game. Okay, just saying. No, no, no. But would you rather have that or a man in the same minutes average 15.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, less, two assists, less, and 1.6 turnovers? Okay, more. I mean no, better. No, better, less. On 57.3% shooting on only 10 shots attempted per game. I just want to say that. Opposed to D'Lo's 18. That is, if you couldn't tell, uh, all reliable Joe Harris. I just want to say that D'Lo makes a bigger impact on the game, just saying. Which is why he's the Brooklyn Bowler of the holidays. We can leave this one up to you guys. It could be D'Angelo Russell and Joe Harris. We could could do a co-Brooklyn Bowler of the holidays. If that's what you want to do. I mean... They're the two clear best, so I'm okay with that. Okay, so a cold Brooklyn baller of the holiday still means I have to write nothing on my back or my chest. But so why? Why? Because the we're season's good. not over yet. We're good. He has the it's same tied. amount as Carousel. Right? It's tied. You it's said tied. more than Okay, him. okay, fine. You still got a whole month until <laughs> okay. Karis comes back okay, for good. him to win one. Dilo's going to win one in the next month or so. But I hope you guys enjoyed our lightning fast recap of eight games we will make sure to never let anything like this happen again i mean it kind of wasn't in our control but we could have done a better job with timing and things like that so we'll make sure this never happens again thank you guys for listening make sure you go leave us a review on itunes and a rating five stars preferably all reviews are getting ran on the pod make sure to go subscribe to us on itunes at hoop ball nets you can look up hoop dash ball you can look up brooklyn nets either way we come up just press that subscribe button make sure to go follow us on twitter at HoopBallNet. You can follow your host individually. I'm at Najee Adams underscore if you don't know how to spell Najee. N-A-J-E-E Adams underscore Hunter's at Hunter underscore J-K-R. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.